This is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I locked myself out of my house yesterday. I had gone by there to do some more packing. I had entered the house through the front door and locked it behind me. Then I went out through the garage to unload boxes from my car. And as soon as I walked into the garage and heard the door slam behind me, I thought, wouldn't that be something if I just locked myself out? And yep, I had. <laughs> So standing in the garage, I imagined being back in the house and laughing about it, knowing that I had a great story to tell Kim. So I checked the knob one more time. Maybe, you know, maybe I just unlocked it. <laughs> it was still locked. So I went around the front of the house and tried a few of the windows to see if they were unlocked. There shouldn't have been any unlocked windows because the last time we were there, the day before, I had gone around and made sure all of the windows were locked. And those windows were locked when I checked them. So I walked around to the back of the house, and the first window I came to, a window into a little storage room off the garage, was unlocked. And I thought, yes, I did this. I'm a master. <laughs> this window was kind of high, so uh, I grabbed a stool from the garage and carried it around and placed it under the window to make it easier to climb through. And then I thought, well, I should probably place something on the other side of the window to make it easier to climb down once I get through the window. So I went back into the garage and grabbed a chair and I carried it into the storage room and placed it under the window after moving a couple of old computers and some boxes out of the way. Then I walked back around to the back of the house to the open window again and I started to climb in. I was so pleased with myself at how easy this all uh, happened. And just as I poked my head into the window, I realized that I can see the garage from this point of view. And that's when it hit me. I was climbing through an open window that only led me back to the garage and not the rest of the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a good laugh about that. And I decided to try one more window, the kitchen window off the back porch. And that one was unlocked. And I climbed in and everything was fine. And I had a good laugh standing there in the kitchen and a great story to tell Kim when I picked her up a little while later. And I knew you'd get a kick out of it too. Yesterday, someone asked me to talk about time intervals or processes, you know, uh, after you've assumed the feeling of your wish fulfilled, what do you do next? I'll quote Neville from his book, The Power of Awareness. The question is often asked, what should be done between the assumption of the wish fulfilled and its realization? Nothing. It is a delusion that other than assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled, you can do anything to aid the realization of your desire. You think you can do something, but actually you can do nothing. The illusion of the free will to do is but ignorance of the law of assumption upon which all action is based. Everything happens automatically. All that befalls you, all that is done by you, happens. By assuming the idea already to be a fact, it is converted into reality. Beyond that, free will ends, and everything happens in harmony with the concept assumed. Neville isn't saying that, you know, 
there won't be any action taken on your part in the interim. The person who asked me to talk about this mentioned becoming a doctor as an example. You assume the state of successful doctor and sustain that feeling. You'll be carried across a bridge of incident, bringing you to the actualization of the state. On this level, in this country, in most countries, you have to go to medical school to get to become a doctor. So, yeah, going to medical school would certainly be a part of the process as we see it right now. Remember, everything is based on our assumptions, even the laws of the land and requirements for school and even nature and the laws of nature. So, yeah, going on under that assumption on how we see it right now or how you see it, then medical school is the likely uh, part of the bridge of incident bringing you to that medical degree. If you're occupying the state of your wish fulfilled, the bridge or process, uh, those things that happen to bring you to your wishes fulfillment come about usually in a normal, natural way. When I know I have assumed the feeling of a state, I've gone into imagination and experienced its fulfillment. I know that all that happens to me from that point on, from that point on, not tomorrow, not next week, as soon as I fertilize that state, as soon as I move in imagination and feel the reality of it, everything that happens to me from that point on is part of what Neville likes to call the bridge of incident. I do what Isaiah 46.10 says, I declare from the beginning how it will end and foretell from the start what has not yet happened. I decree that my purpose will stand and I will fulfill my every plan. Not them or they, I will fulfill my every plan. And the I talking in that verse is me, my I amness, my awareness of being and your awareness of being. I have a desire. I go to the end, to that feeling of already experiencing its fulfillment. I declare the state I want to inhabit from right there, right here, my beginning. I move into that state, bypassing all the stuff in the middle and how it's going to get done, who I need to convince and uh, persuade to go to see it my way. None of that matters. I decide what and who I want to be and live in the end of it already being true. And I will express it in my life. If I'm truly living in the end, then the things that seem to happen to me or the decisions I make or steps I take all come naturally. There isn't confusion on my part or worry. If I am confused or worried, then that's a signal to me that I am not in the preferred state of mind. I'm back in maybe the previous state of lack because now I'm worrying about how it's going to happen. How am I going to pay the bills or how am I going to find love? So I get back into the state of my wish fulfilled by reminding myself of the feeling of my desire already realized. I've already experienced it in imagination when I planted that seed the very first time I did it. So now it's a memory. I just remember that feeling. It's already happened because the, the imaginal act, consciousness always leads. 
So I've already experienced an imagination. I don't need to redo it. I just remember that feeling. Remember that little scene I imagined. And that feeling comes back up. Most of the time, looking back, I, I see how things played out and I couldn't have predicted that that's how they would have happened to bring me to my wishes fulfillment. I'm not surprised, but I do still get a thrill when I see the events that led me to that fulfillment of that particular wish. I don't worry about how things will unfold, but I love seeing how they did unfold. And it gives me good stuff to talk to you about. Now, you're probably familiar with Hurricane Laura. Uh, well, you might not have seen much on the news, but you've heard me talk about it. And since the storm, I have seen uh, not one structure, house or buildings, nothing that doesn't have some damage. Most have significant damage if they're still standing. My house is one of those with, uh, I would say, significant damage. <laughs> the whole thing has to be gutted. In the words of the restoration crew, we have to gut it down to the studs. Everything, walls, ceilings, cabinets, tubs, sinks, everything comes out. Well, yeah, on, you might say that's awful. But let me tell you what I did about a month before the storm. I walked around my house pointing out to myself all the things that I wanted to redo. It's an old house, about 60 years old, and we are moving out of Louisiana, that we know. And we're not moving to run away from the hurricanes. Moving is something I've wanted to do that I'd known that I was going to do for some time now. And we're going uh, up north, much farther north, uh, <laughs> very far away from Louisiana. But anyway, that day, about a month before the storm, I was thinking about what to do with this current house. It needs a lot of updating. And I was mulling over the idea. Do I just leave it the way it is? Uh, unload it, you know, without updating anything and then move? Or do we want to keep the house? You know, I really wasn't sure what we were going to do with it. But I decided that day, that regardless of what we did with the house, whether we sold it or kept it, I said, I want this house to be beautiful. I'm leaving a house that I'm proud of. And I even occupied the new house in our new location. And I remembered this house and how beautiful it was when we left it. And in the months before the storm, Kim and I, you know, we'd been talking about wanting to update things and fix little, make little repairs here and there. And we've both joked about how there's just so much work we want to do, it would be easier to just rip it all out at once. <laughs> so here we are. We're now ripping it all out at once and putting it back together in the image we occupied in imagination. I certainly didn't predict that a hurricane would come and cause the damage that it did. But I can't blame it on nature or God's wrath or even dumb luck. I saw a video of Alec Baldwin, the actor, talking about the storm in Louisiana. And he kept referring to uh, where I live, Lake Charles, and New Orleans. He said the whole area along the Gulf Coast. He just said we're targets. It's a target for nature. <laughs> well, I'm not blaming it on nature. And I don't, I'm not imagining that I am a target. 
I can only experience that which I am conscious of being. I've talked to people, not many, because most of the folks that that know me know what my answer will be. They know where I'll go in the conversation. But some still uh, throw up their arms and talk about how awful this is for us. Mike, it's, oh, I feel so bad for you. This is, oh, what a shame. How are you guys doing? Well, how can I get upset or feel sorry for myself when I know I did it? There's nothing but God, consciousness, you, me, the computer I'm recording on, nature, the universe, everything is within consciousness. So I can't blame anyone. A good friend of mine, (laughs) he still has trouble believing that I can truly see the beauty in all of this. He insists that I, I must be outraged at all the destruction around me and the damages to my house. But really, that's the way I see it. That's the way I know it. I don't rely on what my five senses tell me. I lay up treasures in heaven, and heaven is within me, my imagination. That's where I live and move and have my being. Once you've assumed the feeling of your wish fulfilled, trust imagination to bring it about perfectly. Most of the time, we want to get busy, you know, right away. We identify something we want and let me get busy with the process. Let me write down the the plan, get my steps down on paper, get me some bullet points and maybe a PowerPoint presentation to to, uh, replay every morning to motivate myself. There will be action. You're in a body. Your body is going to move and take action. <laughs> I don't see how there could never, uh, there could never be no action if you're living and breathing in this body. I mean, I'm taking action right now, ripping shit out of my house. That's action. But the imaginal act was first. The imaginal act always leads. The physical follows. To quote my dad, when I told him back when I was uh, in college that I was switching my major from accounting to theater, he said, Michael, you can be a lawyer, a doctor, a salesman, a ditch digger, or even an actor. (laughs) Decide what you want to be. You don't even have to have a career. You get to decide on what you want to be, do, and have in this life. You don't have to listen to anybody, not society, not the government, not uh, any rules, unless you want to. And I know you have desires. You wouldn't be on this earth if you didn't have desires. So regardless of the desire, catch the feeling of it already realized in your life. It's already true for you. Do it right now. How does that feel? How would you feel if that desire, and you name it, were already realized in your life? It's already true for you. Not tomorrow. Not in a month. Not when the insurance adjuster finally pays you for your damages or when you finally listen to Neville Goddard's lectures enough or not when you listen to just the right episode from Feeling Twisty. If Mike would just address my one issue, then things would be better. No, right now, how do I feel already being 
that. How does that feel? You notice the feeling is different, don't you? The feeling of fulfillment is vastly different than the feeling of want or lack. You're doing what Jesus said in the Bible. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when it's ready, I'll bring you to it. You're moving in imagination, preparing the state. And imagination, your dimensionally greater self, will bring you to it. Trust yourself and enjoy the ride. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.